This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Are you still cutting your own grass? Are you still trying to get your landscaping to look perfect on your own? That sounds sweaty. That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like a job for Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Family-owned and operated Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services, located on Kern Street in Exeter near Blue Ribbon Dairy, has the quality and experience to get your yard looking its best. The Garden Center offers plants, trees, sod, mulch, rocks, flowers, topsoil, grass seed, straw bales, and much more while the Lawn and Landscaping Services offers mowing, trimming, planting, and full landscaping. Visit them on their social media pages for more info. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Get your free estimate today. Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. The Garden Goombas. What is up? How's it going? Great to have us back on the Popco show. Thrilled (laughs) to be back. I think it's about two years since we've been on. And you guys didn't disappoint. You brought the sunglasses. I was worried. I'm like, this is probably the time that you're going to not wear sunglasses, and I'm going to look foolish. Well, Doc needs them because of his ugly mug, so he's got to wear them regardless. But you and I, we wear them for social reasons. All right. You want to know why I'm wearing them? Because it's 2022 and the Goombas got their first official sponsor. Oh, the Goombas Fuzzy. are sponsored. Fuzzy, do we share with everyone? Well, Angle, Angle Eyewear, C and B C. My boys, uh, Tommy and Renee, right? Got it. And what most people don't realize is, Doc was wearing the aviators way before Tom Cruise had this movie thing out that just came out a couple months ago. So back in like the early 80s, you were wearing the aviators. Absolutely. So Tom Cruise is copying off you. And Tom Engel. And Tom Engel. Tom Engel and Renee are good people. Popco, who are you sponsored by right now? Oh, I got Keller's Garden Center. Garden? Yeah. How about it? I like that. I got it just for you guys. See what you're doing. No, Brian Brian uh, and his wife, family-owned business. Great people also. You know, you got to support local, right? No doubt. I'm also uh, sponsored by uh, Ionic Development. They do a lot of video work and uh, streaming and things like that. And uh, last but not least, the V-Spot Bar in Scranton, which uh, sponsors the uh, the Take a Shot segment that we'll do where the, uh, the fans of the Goombas and fans of the show – you know, ask some questions. They took a shot and asked some questions, and we're gonna we're gonna ask them to you guys a little bit later on. But um, yeah, Garden Goombas. It's been two years since we last uh, sat down. I've been uh, particularly excited about this. I've been texting Joe back and forth. Um, you know, trying to organize this, and you guys have some stuff coming up that's uh, uh, timely, and uh, we'll talk about that as well. But I mean, it's been two years, and we've a lot has happened, right? I mean. Uh, a worldwide pandemic. I mean, 
but that, I mean, as bad as the pandemic is, I feel like it got people out of their, their homes and in their yards. So that was good for the garden culture, right? But, so for sure. 2020, yeah. when the pandemic hit, was a fantastic year to garden. Um, part of it, I said, because we were stuck at home. So every day we were tending to it, making sure everything was right. But the weather was great. Um, so it was a shame we couldn't get out and do our thing, get together. Cuzzy and I tried to do a couple Zoom uh, videos together. It, it just wasn't the same, right, Joe? No, I agree. And, you know, since the last time we probably met up with you, Doc and I took on a couple community projects. Right now we're on our community garden up in Dallas. Doc knows all the names. So why don't you share with them what we got going on this summer and the now? Yeah, let me set that up for you guys. And I'm not trying to take over by any means, but like, you know, you guys were doing the videos. You were kind of hopping around uh, some some local, you know, friends gardens and, and, you know, some local businesses as well. But you guys really took it to the next level. And now you are, are I, I think, and you, you can explain more, but taking it to the next level where you're really helping people develop gardens that are feeding communities. Yeah, um, I agree. Because for the people maybe that didn't catch the first one, why don't you tell them the whole shtick with what the Garden Boom Bazaar, what we did the first year or so, what we got into last year, and then I'll take over the currency. Well, you know, the Garden Goombas, uh, we, you know, we look at gardening as art. So we want to go in people's backyards, show off what they do, what makes their yard unique or their garden unique, and just provide as many tips as we can to fellow gardeners. Now, last year we had the opportunity to work with the city of Wilkes-Barre and we took advantage of that and we restored a garden for them uh, along with King's College. And uh, we actually raised 512 pounds of food. But since then, Doc actually sold his house in Harding and I moved out of 44 and moved to Dallas. So we're in different locations and we were looking for something, you know, closer to where one of us was going to be living, whether that was Pittston or Dallas. And this year's project is up at Misericordia. Did the same thing. We went in there. We put a new fence. We put new beds. And I'll let Doc take it from here. Yeah, I mean, working with Wilkesbury was great. Everything worked out well. We didn't want to be pigeoned into one project because, again, our big thing is getting to other people's gardens, getting around, seeing what they do that's unique and really making them the star of our show. But we did love helping the community. We were giving food away to food shelters and soup kitchens, things like that. So because he got his master's at Misericordia, and now that he lives near the school, they reached out to them because you may not even be aware of it. There's a uh, Rasmussen house is on the corner of Lake Street. And what that is, is the Burger Women's with Children program. So in the Rasmussen house, there are single moms living with their kids. And the whole purpose of the Burger Women with Children program is to empower them to help these economically disadvantaged single mothers, provide them the opportunity to go out and complete a college degree. So that Rasmussen house houses all the single moms and their kids. And they had a little garden for them because they're trying to help them be self-sufficient. And it didn't go that well as of the last year or two. So they reached out to Fuzzy and they said, would you guys be interested in helping out these single women, helping out the kids and kind of getting the garden off the ground? And Doc, how many, there's only what, like that's one of eight 
You, from what you, I understand, yeah, from what I understand, um, Sandy and Catherine up at Mendocardi University were the ones that reached out, and uh, they're our partners in this thing. I believe there's only eight of these Burger Women's with Children programs in the entire country, and we have one right here in Dallas at Mendocardi University. That's great. I mean, how important was it to, for you guys to, to kind of be involved with that? I think it was huge because last year, you know, we grew so much food that we were actually showing up to food banks, one in Kingston and then a soup kitchen with a church. And we were dropping off significant pounds of food. Um, we even gave the uh, one security guy a kohlrabi because he was eyeing it up for a couple weeks. So on the second or third week, we brought him a little bag for himself because he ate them with salt. So the impact of it was significant last year. There was a lot of people coming through those food lines and they said they were at least triple the amount of people they normally get. And I think they were really like 10 times the amount of people they normally got. Um, so that was the significance. We were showing up with 20, 30 pounds of food at a clip the one time I think we had 60 or 70 a few times. And that made it like you're showing up with a significant amount of food to donate. You don't want to stop that. Right. So like for us, we don't want to stop our momentum. But the one thing we also realize is we can't get away from our identity. Our identity is we're looking for gardens. We want to keep it that simple. Right. Where you're the star of the show. We're going to come check you out. And last year, we, we saw a big focus of how much a community garden can take up in time. So we had to be very aware of that this year, that, you know, the community garden and our videos, we're going to have to segment some things and put more work in because of the challenge of running both. The community garden has got to be watered every day. It's got to be tended to. So it's not like um, you could just let it be. And if you wonder why a lot of them aren't successful, I would say everybody could be their planting day. But then to actually have someone do the follow-up is usually where community gardens fail in our experience. And that's what makes us unique is we're going to be the guys that go there and water it or pick the weeds or stake the tomatoes, make sure everything's moving smooth throughout the summer. Where do you find the time to do this? That's a great question because <laughs> neither one of us are retired. Right. Um, you know, I do have Wednesdays off and Cuzzy <laughs> knows that. So that was our day. Today we were very busy. We actually did a two different shoots today and then we had the podcast tonight. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's great. And, and we love helping out in the city. It, it just, it takes up a lot of time. So we still want to mix in our deal with visiting the gardens. And I think this pairing up with Mizzicorda University really works out well because we're going to help the mothers and the kids learn to tend to take care of the garden as well. You know, we can't be there every day, but we're setting it up and we're kind of supervising the problem. Right. And it's, it's important. Obviously, you know, like you said, you have to, you can't just plant it, let it go. It, it, it takes a daily process. Um, <clears throat> why, why did you guys start doing this? Well, I think things just snowballed. Uh, 
you know, years ago I went and videoed Doc's garden and we've developed a connection and he started looking for gardens that we could go video. And I was looking for more gardens and not that we were ever serious, but it forced both of us to realize we have some type of art and some type of platform that we create together. And it's, you know, it's magical for us, whether one person watches or 10,000 people watch, you know, we're able to go in someplace right now, develop a story out of nothing, shoot it usually in one take. If we, if we do two takes in a scene, I'd be shocked. Usually we're one takers professionals and and we're out of there in usually a half hour. So it's, you know, we got this thing down to a science or a dance for us where we know what we're looking for. When we see something unique that stands out, that's what we're going to focus on. But from our relationship, I would say we're still growing, you know, the docking cuz where we want to take this, You know, we're just at the tip of the iceberg for where we see ourselves, you know, three to five years from now. And, you know, a lot of times the people that watch it said, oh, my God, I was cracking up watching it. Yet I really learned something at the end. And that was it. Like when we got together the first time, I thought he was joking. So as he was interviewing me, I was just shooting from the hip saying whatever. And at the end, he's like, you know, I don't know. I think we have something here. We start calling friends and cousins that have gardens and we just pop in and do the thing. So, I mean, it's entertaining and educational, but I think the key behind it all is, you know, you need to have a passion about something, whether you collect stamps or you read or you do something like this. And I mean, we both have full-time jobs. We both have families. We have a lot of things that we're responsible for, but we both enjoy gardening. And then when we got together, it just took it up to another level. Yeah, and and what I meant too is why you started doing this. Like, why did you start doing like, like like helping people? Like, why was that important to you guys? Oh, I mean, we were raised right. Number one, <laughs> we have Italian mothers, so of course we're here to help people. Um, and again, in our professions, we're we're both helpers. I'm, I'm a chiropractor. He's doing financial things, so he's helping you out financially. I'm trying to help you out with your health. And it just, again, I mean, we're the type of guys that would help some lady walk across the street if it was crowded. I mean, that's just how we were raised. And by doing our passion, you know, yes, we could have, here's my tomatoes, here's this and that. But if you can do that, we saw it, especially in the pandemic, a lot of work. I mean, there were people coming to food banks that had never thought in their life they would ever stand in a line because they needed food. Um, and the fact that we're actually able to contribute to some people's needs was just, I mean, it's amazing. It was great. Yeah. I think the pandemic really taught us, uh, hopefully at least that they taught us like how fragile life can be. And, and, you know, the, the things that we have can be taken from us, like just like that, you know, step of a finger. Um, and I myself, like, and I've failed to do anything. I, I was, I, 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 uh, I text cuz now and then and I say I'm I'm putting out the, the bat signal. And by the bat signal, I mean the 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 Goomba, the garden Goombas. I, I need help with my garden. You guys were to stop by like a year or so ago and I'm still here waiting. Oh, we're I'm in gonna, trouble. We're gonna, but I kept looking at the ticker, the numbers were going up. The COVID cases. <laughs> so we didn't want to come visit you yet. 
Yeah, I got you. And he's having a baby right now. He's got to be safe. He, he, he's got to be safe over there, Doc. Yeah, I'm thinking he's probably, probably another year away from us, to be honest. I would say a good year or two, yeah. and then we're there. <laughs> we are there for sure. It's he, so, and John, you could have a baby at any time right now, right? It, it could happen tonight. I don't even know. How crazy. Yeah. will show up tomorrow, then. Yeah, you'll be here tomorrow. I'll, I'll leave the door open for you. <laughs> you guys can come in the AC when you're done in the heat. Um. But yeah, my my thing is, it's. I mean, it was a mess when I got here, and that was two years ago. It's overgrown. There's, I think, there's a tree in there somewhere. I don't even oh, know where to start. Here's. It's funny you bring that up too, because we've had a lot of people reach out to us on social media. Obviously, we we have a Facebook page, Instagram, but we have Twitter and uh, what else do we have? Is there another one I'm missing out there? We got, you know we got the website, even though it's not set up. Uh, but the one thing we're not doing is coming to your house. And planting your garden. Quit well, hitting us up thinking we're going to do your garden for free. That's I, exactly I, what they, No, no, no. I'm not saying that. No, I'm not even talking about. It's just we're not into, oh, look, here's an empty yard. Build me a garden. Gotcha. We're not there yet. You're, you're going to help we, guide. We just had a guy hit us up this week, a real Jamuts. <laughs> <laughs> a real Babarutsky. He's been trying to get on the show for three years. And, you know, we would put his grandfather on, but he's texting us. He's going to get buckets and he wants us to dump the soil and plant the plants. It's like Mangia, buddy. Yeah. You know, we're doing this for free here. Mm-hmm. So I just need you to point me in the right direction because I don't know where to start. We could point. We, yeah. can, we can give you some tips. We make exceptions. All right. Yeah. I just need you some know? tips. But, but with the new child coming, I think we do have to play it safe for a minimum of two years before. <laughs> I would think, yeah, they got to be out of diapers before yeah. we come up. With the car. All right. <laughs> that's one of our rules. Damn kids. Damn kids. Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm impressed with Joe. Uh, not that I'm not with you, Frank, but or or should I call you Cuzzy and, and, and Doc? Um, I've been called a lot of things. <laughs> but... I mean, Joe, you got you got two kids. One one's pretty fresh, um, full time job. I, I don't like the fact that you moved to, to Dallas and you're you know pounding your chest over you know Dallas and there was a Dallas Mountaineers and shit like that. I'm from I'm a Lehman boy myself. Listen, I'm a West Sider my whole life, and now I'm over in Pittston. I don't I don't even want to put that out there. But I'm even I'm not a big fan of these those Dallas folk. We win championships. Oh, what do you want me to go. tell you? Uh, I wanted to come back to Title Town, where I won a couple as a child, and as an adult coach. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you coach. You're a full time job, full time dad. Jeez, I don't know where you guys found the time. Well, you know what? When you're an insurance man and you're selling life insurance, or you're rolling over someone's 401k as they leave a job, you're developing a relationship with people. So you know, a lot of my day is just talking to people or talking to friends and them saying. Hey, so and so left their job, or so and so needs life insurance. So it's really like being Dog the Bounty Hunter, right? Like my schedule is a schedule where it's on, but it's always rescheduling the schedule. Hmm. So, um, you know, it's a schedule of rescheduling. And somewhere in that, I try to find time to meet up with Doc. So, you know, because of what I do, we make, and what he does as a doctor, we're able to take some time Wednesday out of our day and kind of decompress in the middle of the week. And then we usually meet up Saturdays and uh, we'll do filming on Saturdays as well. 
And it's funny because we I think we need a secretary because we think we know each other's schedules. And then he's like, Saturday, we have two shoots, one in the morning, then we're going up and I'm like, and I'm out of town. You said we're good Saturday. I said this Saturday. He goes, no, next Saturday. So we got to go through our text. Well, that he's got he's got a calendar that's full. He doesn't know about, you know, the, the wife has that going for him. Well, I'll tell you what, and and, uh, obviously Popco is about to be here. I'm about 90 days into my second child. So, you know, the delusion of not sleeping now for 90 days is set in instead of like one week. And I'm just trying to get through it right now. The sleep struggle is a real thing, as we all know. Um, When you have old kids. And obviously, too late. Popco is about to experience that for himself. So we did start too late. Joe, what do we, I don't know what we did. Like, what, I mean, I'm going to be 60 years old at high school graduation. So I, it is what same. It is. Same. You know, it is hey, at least you'll get handicapped parking. I'll get handicapped parking. And you know what? It should be a good time. The one thing I could say about being an old dad compared to a young dad um, is. I don't think I would have appreciated it the same way I do as a 40-year-old and understanding the gift of time and how we're only given so much and it's precious. I think that makes you look at your kids, you know, being an older dad and you experience things where it's it, it impacts you in a way where you understand time a little bit. Um, and uh, I wouldn't take that away for anything. You know, I think having children later in life for me was definitely a blessing and just understanding the path of time, you know, I think I value the fact that I have little children and it's only going to last for so long and they're going to grow up one day and these are going to be my best memories of my life. You know, I'm, me and John right now are living in our now, as they which say. Is, which is cool, but let me tell you something else. Once your kids get of age and you meet in Miami for a Dolphins game, and that's kind of cooler than hanging out in a sandbox. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely pros and cons. I, I wanted to get uh, Doc's opinion on that. I mean, I, I don't know when you had children, but obviously your children are grown now, and you're able to you kind of uh, relax a bit, right? Yeah. Um, but I was 30. It's not like I was 18 yeah. when I had kids. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just older than I look. That's the other thing. <laughs> If I was <laughs> if I was super active in high school, Fuzzy could technically be my kid. So our age difference is, is funny. Um, if you took those sunglasses off, you probably look like you were your age, right? I have another pair underneath these. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's whatever you, you make you make it happy wherever you are in your life. But like I said, no, I wasn't twenty or anything. Right. Um, but I just look at my friends that have young kids now, and it's just so funny because, you know, I'm really free now. I mean, without a doubt. The kids are both gone. They're living in two different states. Uh, sold the house, and we're living in a temporary place now, but I feel like I'm retired. I call anytime. I'm like, buzz, I'm coming. Oh, we only have one car. This one's getting a bath. The other one's crying. I'm like, dude, I'm hanging out with the wrong guy. Like, I could go everywhere anytime. And he's like, we'll be there at 930. Don't be late. <laughs> it's rough. I mean, I wish I did it when I was younger, you know, after I had my first. But, uh, yeah, like Joe said, I'm, I'm I'm happy with where things are. I, I'm not looking forward to the new one when I'm not sleeping. That's for sure. Well, ask him, too, because I always heard the same thing. You know, one kid, uh, two is twice. It's more than twice. 
there's some exponential, right? Yeah. So well, I, I always said like you could you could uh you could play, you know, you could tag team one. Now now you're playing now you're playing uh man on man defense. Oh, one hundred percent. You went from playing zone to man on man. And guess what? You're going to have the first one on your own a lot now. Like, because you're going to have to take them out of the house. Well, and, yeah, which is fine for me. And your wife's going to have to heal with the baby. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know. But my boy is a mama's boy. Like, he wants mommy for everything. And I don't think he understands what's about to happen. His whole dynamics. <laughs> he has no place. No, and I'll tell you what. We were, we were only expecting to have one kid. Yeah. So, like, we got rid of all of our baby stuff last July. And we got pregnant in August, but like, <laughs> you know, because he was turning four, we're like, we're not having another one. We're set, you know, and exactly what you said. You, you got two parents on one kid. It's not bad. Um, and then we found out in August after we got rid of everything that um, we're having another baby. Well, we have wait a girl until now, right? yeah, they had a girl. Yeah, we had a little girl. We That's named fine. her Viola Antoinette. Um, she'll be three months on the second. But here's the crazy part. Give yourself maybe four or five years, fuzzy, maybe 10. For, once they start, who's in scouts? Who's in dance? Who's playing basketball? Who's playing soccer? Each kid needs two parents. Yeah. It, it's it's out of order. That's, I mean, and I think it's a, it's a different um, world now. And maybe Joe is, you could, you can kind of speak to this as a, as a f- football coach too. Like, football is kind of different. I remember like growing up, I mean, you had two a days and like football was like a big thing for in high school, but like, I remember like baseball and like growing up in teeners and little league, even you played a game a week, maybe you had a practice or two every now and then, you know, you shared, you shared helmets with the rest of the team. You know, the coach had a, a bag full of helmets and a bag full of bats. You, ever, you shared it. No one, like maybe the one kid on the team had their own bat, but now these days I feel like it's a whole different world with, with the way sports are and, well, you're going all year round. So yeah, a kid's playing on travel teams. He's got his own helmet, his own ball bag, and if we you're all not keep ball bag, right? Yeah, if you're not keeping up with the Joneses, that's getting a little weird. Yeah. You know, you're done. Yeah, well, I, we did it to ourselves. I literally, yeah, I mean, there's there's literally four and five year old instructional everything. So you can do four and five year old football. Four or five instructional lacrosse, four or five year old baseball, four or five year old soccer. So for us, we're really not going to even put him in any sport until he's like seven, because once you start, you you, you can't don't want to break their confidence. So you have to like do what Doc said. Like if they're into it, you got to just give them every opportunity you can, whatever they're into. The sad part about it is too. I was saying this to the patients the other day. The days of three sports stars are over. Like, right. you know, when we were in high school, the kid was a quarterback, he was a pitcher for baseball and a point guard. And he was all scholastic and all. It doesn't happen. Once right. you get good at something, travel. You get your own trainer. You're, you're and on I, all these and, camps. And I would say it's hard to be a, a football and a basketball player, which was very common in our day, mm-hmm. in today's day, because – Right now, just like the football team's getting ready for fall sports, there's summer basketball. So you'd be stuck going to both. And, you know, once you start school up, the basketball is already shooting around two times a week in the gym. 
because they're starting up in two months. So the seasons overlap. And in our day, you usually went from football to basketball or football to wrestling. It's very tough now with the modern training of a kid and individual coaching they get outside of the school district. Now, what are your thoughts on that? I, I know we're here to talk about the Goombas, but the reason I like doing these two is, you know, we're obviously we're talking about life. We we have kids and, uh, we you know, Doc, you, you've, you've gone through it all already. Um, but like, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I liked the idea of playing multiple sports and, and you know, you, you said you said wrestling, right? Where that was an individual sport. But, you know, football is, you know, was 12 on the field or whatever it might be on a, per team, like. A lot of players working together, basketball, five on five, uh, you know, baseball, same thing, kind of. But like, I think there's a, it was important to kind of have the the diversity. Whereas now it's like, you really can't. And that's kind of why I don't want him getting pigeonholed or my daughter into a sport at such a young age. I think, you know, the identity, you know, and I might sound crazy, but if you could give them the identity of they're a good person, they're happy, they're getting through their ABCs. Um, because one thing I see with winter lacrosse, we'll be at the Dome in November, and we'll just play two games a night. Um, and we'll get out of there at 9 o'clock, and guess what? There's still kids 10 years or under practicing soccer in that Dome. Right. Those girls doing field hockey in that Dome, and they're there at 9 o'clock at night. And for me, that's not something I want to do with my kid. I feel like, you know, the peewees, even middle school, it's just about maximizing reps until they get in high school and everything else really doesn't count. So I'm one of those parents that looks at it like it really doesn't even matter if they're winning or they're losing. They're just getting as many reps as they can and keep getting better. And then when they're a freshman in high school, if they want the, the hitting coach or they want to be on a travel team, that's when I would probably go gun ho you know, um, probably from their eighth grade going into their freshman year. You know, if they want to go gun ho that's when I would probably go all in. And I do agree with Johnny because, you know, a kid isn't going to know at five years old, I'm only going to play baseball. I only want to be a tennis player. Only, you're right. Expose them to everything. Throw all the equipment on the ground, see what they grab. The problem is, I think every parent thinks their kid's going to be the next superstar, get a D1 scholarship, and blah, blah, blah. You won't know, as Cuzzy said, until you're in high school, till you develop where you really do excel. Yeah. Some kids are just fast, and they're better in soccer than other kids. But maybe they can't hit a ball. You know, they can do whatever. Let the kids play and do what they want, and you'll know as they grow up if they have the potential to really do. Yeah, I've got my kids. John, you know, there's 11 guys on the football field. I don't want to. You know, I, he's the host. I wasn't going to correct him. Well, why, I, I, and I, well, it was more of a question. I said 12, right? Well, you, you asked, just so when someone watches it, they can't jump me and Doc. You know, me and you. You got to ask is if you're from some third world yeah. country, like you never saw football. It's yeah. like 12 well, on a team, right? First of all, I never played football. So you better. Neither did I. Yeah. And yet I can tell you every rule in the book. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know I was talking to a, yeah. a football uh, a football uh, analysis. Right, football guys. In guys the All right, I get it. Slide. At least I didn't say sixteen. Jesus. Anyway, I got the basketball part right. I got the baseball part. I right. was five on five, and you redeemed yeah. yourself. 
Jeez. He's from Lehman. They can't count out. Yeah, there. what the f- – you know, we're, we're playing with the cows and shit. Jesus Christ. The 11, the 11 players and the cow. That was the 12. That's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I got my kid in a – he does T-ball, soccer, basketball. And I figure, like, now is the time where he can just kind of, like, run around and have fun. Like, whatever. Yeah. See what he likes That's to right. do. That's right. And, you know, whatever is Johnny, how I, old is he? How old is he? He's four and a half. So you got him in all the four to five instructional leagues, right? Uh, well, T-ball, uh, yeah. So it's like I think the I think it's three three to five or three to six. The Dupont League does it. Are you coaching? Yeah, I, I coached the last two years. The basketball thing was rough. That was a, that was a weird. That that may have been like three to seven or something like that. And that was a that's hard at that age. Yeah, I mean, my kid couldn't even like no. throw a basketball like high enough to. Even Most come near. My yeah. my my uh, niece won a championship. Dallas shoots basketball. You ready for nine years old? Okay. This this final score was four two. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> even joking. Wow. And she did score two points. So there we go. Graceland did have two of the four points. On nice. um, you could say she hit the game winning shot. There we go. I believe it. But four two was the final in the championship. But she had half the points. I don't know. All star, but yeah, I just think you know that's why I said like I don't know what where where you guys find the time to do all this because you're very busy. Um, but we'll get back into the the uh, the the gardening. That's what we're here to talk about. Um, I, I'm pretty sure you guys have something coming up. Uh, Joe, you mentioned, or did you already met, talk about that already? Or is recording, or just as we're hitting the hitting the road this year and getting as many gardens as we can. I don't, maybe I misunderstood when you called me and said, Hey, like we got something coming up. Well, you know what? That was it. So we did okay. do the okay. garden and misericordia. I got you. Right now, the next thing that we'll have coming up is we'll schedule our hot pepper challenge. You're bringing it back. We're bringing back the hot pepper. We couldn't do it last year because they kept closing and opening restaurants. Sure, of course. So, like the week we wanted to do it was actually closed. Right. So then we just, everybody agreed to shut it down. So we are going to bring it back. We don't know where because we want the place to do some marketing for us as well. So, you know, some advertisement, something out of it. Then just we're showing up and this is what we're doing and it's on Facebook. So right. we're, we're talking right now to a few places. But after that, you know, we talked we talk about doing a smoke meet off. And we got a guy that always comes on our show, GT Fab, and he built a smoker and he's battling with another guy, um, Adam Bravo. So we're thinking about doing a, a meat challenge. You have to bring all your own stuff, your own grill, everything. And then also accumulating that with the hot pepper challenge. Got it. So ideally, we'd like to do that the first week of football, but... We're not there. We didn't, we didn't finalize anything yet. It basically comes down to we're trying to create events where we get to eat for free. Of course. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hey, you guys are putting in your time, and time is very valuable. Well, let me tell you. You need to be paid. For all the people listening that are going to be coming up on the show this summer, everyone's been feeding us very well so far this year. The, the, the last spread we had... Uh, I, I would say there was at least fifty dollars of meat and cheese on that plate. Oh, charcuterie board like you read about. <laughs> uh, it was better than anything we're serving over here. Yeah, I agree. So 
keep keep up in the game. We will show up. Yeah. Now, if you had if you if you have a wish list for the uh, the location or for the the hot pepper challenge, I mean, what are you looking for? What's 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 the ideal place? You know, some place like Hillbillyish. You know, where we could get down and we got some land and it's big and they're going to eat some hot peppers, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, we got to have a crowd there. You're not just going to have four people. So, course. you know, you want a venue where, and depending on if it's the fall, if, you know, if sports are going on yet, you might want uh, a cheering section, a couple hot pepper cheerleaders. We'll figure it out. We got plenty of time. You do. And I, we I do mean, have a champ. I mean, the Scoville unit, can really eat hot stuff. So he's already talking smack. Someone's going to have to take him down. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, I guess this is a good segue into uh, the take a shot segment of the show uh, brought to you by the B-Spot Bar in Scranton. Uh, I have a few questions uh, from listeners of the, the podcast and if you're fans of, of the, the Garden Goombas uh, mostly. Um, one of the question is uh, from a Chris. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I hate I shouldn't have done this because I'm, I'm setting myself up for failure. But I want to say the first name. Don't say for Gally. Just that's it. Chris. That's the one. That's the what? one. There we go. <laughs> he said, "Will the Goombas ever find someone that can beat the Scoville unit?" It's funny he brings that up because he is the Scoville. Yeah, he's talking in the third person. <laughs> the whack job. That's not fair. That's he, not fair. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's trickery. And I don't. He just disqualified himself. So anybody who steps in the ring now is going to beat the Scoville unit. He's out. He's basically calling people out already before we even set up the competition. You know, he's tough to beat. He, he's tough to beat. It was a little fishy, you know, but he's been, I, I he's only... been hospitalized. He's been laying on a tile floor with his shirt off. He's been shoving ice cream on his mouth. It's not pretty. Yeah. But. The guy's very successful at what he does. You know what? He's like he's like a sweaty offensive lineman in the <laughs> trenches that just smells. He stinks. But I guess the job done. No one he wants to his... touch him on the defense. And you're just yeah, you're like, we're gonna run for a thousand yards behind this yeah. guy. Yeah, this is the guy. This is the go-to. He's the man. He's and the he wants the man. trophies. You know, he's about getting the hardware too. Like he uh, wants those Super Bowl rings, you know, that's that's who, what he's into. Who wants to be second? That's never any good. We, you know, it's too too often we live in this. Everyone gets a trophy society. Like no, we 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 compete for number one. That's what he says. Yeah. You come in second, you're the first loser. That's right. Well, he's got a, he's got some follow up questions here. He said, uh, "Will Cuzzy ever grow his beard and hair out again?" I did notice that. I I, I often I had to say uh, I saw it on Facebook. I think last week, a little caught off guard. Yeah. Well, what's this? Is there is there a reason behind this? Is it too hot for you? Like what's going uh, on? You know what? Um, I would say it's a Mrs. Cuz and my mother, who we call Big Nani. Uh, them. It's always them. You know, and truth be told, I'm marrying two friends. I always wanted to marry people. It was like a dream, and I actually had two whack jobs finally ask me. To marry them to show you how crazy they are. Oh, so you weren't kidding. You're, you're a no, I'm a minister. I'm minister. an ordained okay. minister. Okay. Yeah. Um, when do you sleep? You know, very rarely. Very rarely. I grew up in the service industry like you. We don't sleep. We, we just don't sleep. Buddy, I remember you slinging drinks to me at the Woodlands. That was Those are the days. 
and we were both working. Technically, you were working at yeah, the time. Yeah, I, I, I was. I was. You were working. I was drinking slash working. You know, so so I think you know in Northeast Pennsylvania we're able to go to bed a little later, wake up a little earlier, and we relish in it. And we definitely get more done than more. We, you know, I, I go to bed way too late, way too late. But I will say, and I'm going to say this now because I'm proud of myself, and maybe by saying this out loud, I'll, I'll hold myself more more accountable. For about eight weeks now, um, eight eight weeks ago, I said I'm going to go into my basement, grab my kettlebells, and I'm going to put them by my bed. And I'm going to start doing one thing every morning. No matter, I'm getting older, getting fatter. I need to start doing something. And they, they say just do something. If not, you know, just something. So for eight weeks, I wake up every day and I look over. First thing I saw were those kettlebells sitting on the floor. And I'm like, maybe tomorrow. So for eight weeks, I kept saying, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow. And yesterday I, uh, I got up, I actually got ready for work. I was running late, but I, I grabbed one of them. and I started doing some kettlebell swings. I, I did a few, nothing crazy, but like, I was like, if I didn't have to leave right now, if I was not already late for work, I would stay, I would stay here and do more. I felt that great and that like just energized, went to work feeling good. And I was like, I can't wait to like to, for tomorrow to come. I'm going to do some like, you know, wake up earlier and do some more and sure as shit this morning. I did just that. So I'm, I'm, I'm on a little streak here and I'm excited for it. And that's a while. The wall victories, small victories. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. start every morning off with one sit up. I get out of bed and then I shower and then I go to work. Well, yeah. doc, once he hurts himself in about a week with those five pound kettle balls, I was just you can go say, see Doc. He'll straighten my, your back. My out. back does hurt a little. Like, Here's I, what's funny. Doc all will my, get you straightened right out. All my 40-year-olds that are doing this CrossFit now, I tell them that there are two people that benefit from CrossFit. The instructor who's taking your money <laughs> and the chiropractor <laughs> who's going to see you on Friday. Because you're not the uh, 21-year-old elite athletes. You need to be bouncing on a ball with a band here <sighs> and swinging a kettlebell over your head. Crazy. I'm not getting crazy. I'm just, like I said, light, light stuff. Just, you know, just getting the body moving, the heart pumping, you know, I don't even, I don't even know why that got brought up. How did that even happen? Because you, you see the kettlebells every morning. Well, yeah, but I, I kind of segued into that somehow. Maybe, I, maybe I did. Maybe I just wanted to brag, humble brag. I was impressed. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but no, we're, you know, you're, you're, uh, we were talking, we were working oh, in the service industry, yada, yada, yada. Minister. Yeah. East Coast guys work a lot, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, that's truly why I cut the hair. You know, yeah. I got a wedding coming up in August, and my wife and my mother wanted me to cut it. That's August. What are you, what are you doing? Well, you know, you, you don't want to go first. I'm the hippie in the group. Yeah, you, you don't want to go first haircut right before the wedding. You want I to understand. give it. I understand. You know, so you can model who you are when you are in. Yeah. Well, I, I went, how long did I go? I was like, March when the pandemic hit, I didn't cut the top part of my hair for almost two years. The top was, was growing. The sides I had still had, you know, trimmed up a bit, but I, I got to a point where I'm like, I'm going to be 40 years old. What's the end game here? What, what am I doing with my life? Plus, I was supposed to go to Vegas for work, uh, so I was like, "I'm not. I want to mess with the hair, like for for a trip to Vegas." So I cut it for that. We didn't end up going, but yeah, it is what it is. 
is what it is. Well, hair is overrated. Yeah, you would know. Trust you me. would know. You would know. I, I trust you on that. Uh, <laughs> the Scoville unit also, one final question. He said, will Cuzzy ever not be super excited? You know, super excited. We stumbled on that years ago, and I can't help but think <clears throat> before we were saying it, you never really heard it. Now everybody freaking says it. So <laughs> it's on TV, it's in commercials, I swear to God. We're super excited, and if we were the guys or the idiots that got that to go, you know, through the country or part of the reason, great, because we said it by accident in a garden. I don't use real correct grammar, and it just sounded catchy, and uh, next thing you know, you're hearing it everywhere. So we're just doing our part with pop culture. We're super excited. To answer the question, every time I see him, he is super excited. So he'll never not be super excited. I'm not going to say never, uh, but pretty much. Super excited. Okay. Well, I think the if I was a betting man, I would bet that the next question came from uh, the Scoville unit's wife, um, Beth. Uh, she uh, she asks, what, what's your favorite plant or vegetable to grow? Yeah, I mean, we're... We're tomato guys. We're eggplant guys. Dukes, zooks. We love them all. Basil. I got real happy with the little Kirby cubes because I was making pickles. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's a good move. I had about 10 plants. And before you know it, there were 50 cucumbers on <laughs> So real quick, a simple little brine. Do those up. And they're unbelievable. So they're probably, although the little grape, those uh, grape tomatoes are sugar. Now, do you ever mess with the... Uh peppers and stuff with the uh the pickles oh 100 yeah. throw habaneros and stuff in there yeah. to make yeah. them hot spicy yeah, yeah sweet in fact we'll make some and drop them off as a gift once you have the baby oh for, perfect not not in a year or two like that's like gonna be like soon oh that'll be this year oh, but okay. don't think okay. when we come up there we're doing anything with your yard i won't even let you in the backyard i won't even yeah. show you where it is i'll even tell you I'll, I'll talk through the the uh the doorbell i'll say leave it on the step be on your Even way. No, I don't want you. To, I don't want you to get any uh, ideas. So no, the hot pickles are. That's my favorite. There's a uh, is it Grillos? Is that a brand? I think it's Grillos pickles. They uh, find them. At, don't buy stuff. I find them at Wegmans. They're they're, they're hot. They're, they're good. Don't be falling asleep on us. It's past my bedtime. I know. I'm sorry. I'll wrap things up for you. Uh, in addition, she asked, you know, "What plants yield more crops?" Good question. Um, what we found by doing the community ones, when we're doing them in the beds, cucumbers did really well, peppers did really well, the beans did really well. I mean, you know, a tomato will only grow so many tomatoes on it. Um, eggplant, you're going to get them to drop in. But when we were looking for a quantity of things, it seemed like the peppers and the cubes did really well, right, Cuz? I would say, yeah, the cucumbers were number one. Now, this year, you know, hopefully we get, you never know what you're going to get in a garden from each year, but it was shocking to see the amount of cucumbers we got last year. In I would love to get zucchini and squash because those plants, if they start going, they'll go like wildfire yeah. um, as well. make a lot of stuff out of them. Yeah. The, those cukes, because we didn't vine them up. They were just vining out on the ground. Every time you moved the leaf, there was another one. 
Yeah. yeah, it was grown in a very unconventional way where it shouldn't have worked, and it worked better than expected. Yeah, you know what? I I, I failed to mention this earlier. I actually planted some uh, garlic uh, last fall. As well, you should have. And th- that was like really super easy. Like I I didn't realize how like um basically self sustaining that stuff is. It's just you know it's just the the clove itself. You put it right in the ground and, and you know right, cover right. it up and. Yep. Now, where are you as far as uh, the scraps and stuff? Because you're, you should be almost picking your garlic in another two weeks. Here. Right, and that's exactly where I am. I just I just picked those off uh, probably a little too late, but a week or two ago, I took those off. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was neat. That was the first time I ever like messed around with those, and it was kind of like a, you know you could uh, stir fry them or, or kind of like a, a asparagus, and um, yeah, it just even Anoil. oil. Yeah, that was that was neat. Um, so I'm excited for those. Super excited. There you go for, for much, the, the garlic. Yeah. Yeah. So right around July 1st, you'll okay. be uh, pulling those up. Very cool. All right. Good. And you'll good be you'll be set for the fall and the winter. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, uh, Doc, I think this is a good question for you. Shane McCabe. Uh, he asked, "What's a good posture or sitting position for gardening? Our backs need help." And and of all people, he probably needs it as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know there's four natural curves to the spine, so it's always important not to be bending over. That's the big problem. A lot of people, when they're weeding and stuff like that, they'll stand and just bend straight down and start falling. You're going to be much better off with a little stool sitting or even a pad where you're kneeling without putting all that strain on your back. Because even think about it. If you work in the service industry, you stand at a counter all day, the heaviest thing you're holding is a knife. You figure it's no big deal. But if you're bending at your waist, to that counter height for eight hours. Yeah. Can't straight up, you yeah. know? So that's what was happening the last couple of weeks because people got in their gardens. They started doing yard work. And again, you haven't used those muscles in a while. So uh, thank you, Shane. But I said, sitting up with a nice arch in your back or kneel down, much better to, to weed and do gardening than standing and bending over. Very good. DJ Hirsch uh, wants to know if you can make him some sauce. I don't know if you know DJ Hirsch or not. He's Absolutely. a clown. He's a clown. That's got to be Cuzzy. Don't worry about him. Here's yeah. another. He's a good guy, client, <laughs> good friend. We can, all, um, we can make our own sauce and have a little sauce on. Let him he's got a street garden down there in Rooksbury, Hirsch. Um, it starts off good, but never ends good for him, you know, because he's a DJ, so he gets right. lazy with it. Yeah, DJ Hirsch. Uh, Justin Brown asked, what songs should people play to their plants that's a great question um we found a study and this is true you can look it up that if you play frank sinatra your tomatoes are going to be three times the size they normally would compared to playing other music you don't want heavy metal you don't want rock opera is very good and uh thank you all right all right, one more question for you. I'll let you guys go. Uh, Diane, I don't even know her last name, Diane M. Uh, and I think she may have been referring to the picture that I used to uh, promote you guys. She said, so you used these box gardens. How deep should the dirt be in them, or does it depend on what is planted? It's safe to say probably 11 to 12 inches. Like one foot is really all you're going to need. Some plants obviously will have a deeper root bed than others. But with that 11, 12 inches, 
they're going to have a chance if they're not going deep down. Like, they're not going to put potatoes and carrots and stuff like that in there. But if you're going to get other stuff, 12 inches is plenty for everything to spread out. And some stuff is only going to be down an inch or two. Your garlic, which is six inches, is probably the deepest stuff you're going to be planting. Cool. Yeah, and I'm telling you, we still do a lot of things in buckets. We're doing lots in buckets um, without even digging up the yard. And my stuff is is gonna blow up soon. Okay. Yeah, that's what I did. I got some something off Amazon. I, I got a you know like a, a bed. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, my garden beds is is way overgrown and yeah, we've heard just just, a, <laughs> just afraid to touch that. So I I did a little side bed. So well, that's all I got. We'll come visit. Don't worry. Well, you know, I'll see you in two years. It's fine. It's well, fine. you know what? The next time we talk to you, you should have baby number two. So. Congratulations ahead of time. We'll show up with the hot pickles and no rakes or shovels. Exactly. Like I said, I'm not even I'm not even gonna speak to you face to face. I'm gonna talk to you through the doorbell. And I don't want you to get any ideas. Yeah, no funny cool, business. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, guys, I, you started this thing, it was kind of like a DIY thing, and it was kind of just fun and for shits and giggles, and I think anyways, but I don't think you imagined it would get to to where it is today, where you're you're helping feed communities and you're help you know, uh, bring awareness and, and you know, educating people on, you know, gardens and, and growing your own food, which I think in this day and age is so important because we don't know, you know, what people are putting on our food as far as you know, pesticides and all that kind of shit. Right. It's good to know, like, you know, what is on your food and how it's grown. So, um, you know, thank you guys for doing what you do. It's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I wish you guys all, all the success and, and fun that you're having, you know, continued. So, um yeah, where can people find you on social media? Take it, cuz. Uh they can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, um hashtag Garden Goombas. Every site is Garden Goombas. J-R-D-N-G-O-O-M-B-A-S. Did you and, spell uh, that right? Did I spell that right? I think sure. You're good. And, and, uh, you know, that's where we're at. We do have the website. We just haven't set it up because we're lazy. And we really don't know what our mission is yet. We're still trying to discover that. Uh, but that's this, the, year, this year we're growing. Yeah. That's the best part of the journey, right, is keep reinventing yourself and finding a bigger purpose as you're on the journey. So, you know, where we were a few years ago to where we are now I think the community garden will always be part of us every year. But like Doc said, we don't want to get away from what we are. And at the end of the day, we want to get in gardens, interview people, and have a lot of fun just meeting new people that enjoy and are passionate about garden like us. Very cool. If you need some cool T-shirts made, hit me up. I got a guy who's looking for shirts. Okay. All right. All right. Good deal. And Joe, I I, I know we, we talked... I was in the middle of, uh, unfortunately, putting my my cat down, uh, but I do think now is the time to, to to talk to you about you know what we discussed about you know financial you know future and things like that. So, if anyone out there is listening and needs uh, financial advice, not only does not only can Joe uh, grow a great garden, he can help you grow your financial wealth. I assume that's accurate and saying correct. I appreciate that, Dick. Thank you so much. And then, and Doc here, 
if you're ever uh, in need of your back straightened. Not only will your plants go straight, we'll keep your Keep it straight. And, and Doc, if Johnny keeps swinging that uh, kettlebell about two weeks from now, he's going to need you. I'll be seeing him sooner than later. No, I, like I, said, I don't get crazy. I don't believe in the CrossFit culture. I'm not into that. Uh, again, I know I know where I stand. I'm a 39-year-old, out-of-shape uh, man with a dad bod. I know my limitation. That's why yesterday when I first picked it up, I'm like, we're just going to test it out. Let's see how this yeah. feels initially. So. For the first couple of weeks, I'm just going to walk by them. Yeah. See how it, how it is. Well, we had a relationship. We had that. Re- exactly. I was just going to say, we had to build that relationship. I woke up every morning next to those, and I was like, and I just wanted to make sure that they knew that I wasn't going to come at them aggressively. Uh, you know, they were, we were, you know, in this together. It's a, it's Got a that trust factor. Exactly. Yeah, that's just how I operate. I, I like to work on trust. So like yesterday was the, the, the day where we you know, came together as uh, one. So guys, thank you again so much. I really appreciate your time. Uh, again, uh, I love what you're doing. Um, we're, uh, we're lucky to have the garden Goombas um, in the year or two. Just look for the, the, the light in the sky. I'll be calling you. We'll be here to answer. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Have a great night. All right. See you.